Welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, all living in Columbia, Maryland, get together and talk about things we dislike. My name is Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. We're three friends, and this is episode... We sometimes talk about things we like, too. Yeah. You Did just I say, say that? Dislike. Dislike? Yeah. Oh, we talk yeah. about things, things we, we like. dislike. <laughs> and dislike. Uh, There's another is... thing I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. (laughs) It's a complaining podcast. Um, Yeah, so we talk about things we like and dislike. Usually we talk about things we like more and then dislike. And hopefully mostly on this episode will be things we like. Yes. Right. Even Um, when we talk about things we dislike, we lots of times cheat saying, I just don't like that I like this other thing really a lot. Exactly. I I dislike that we do that. (laughs) I like that we do that. Um, This is episode 26 and we are doing our... Look back at 2017. Um, it's still a little early in 2018. We, I think we still qualify um, to, to look back at 2017. Sure, it's just February. It's beginning. February. Yeah, it's beginning yeah, February. Yeah. Um, it's fine. And uh, so this is uh, not the best of 2017. This is our favorites of 2017. And we're going to talk about our favorites of movies and television and music. Um, just want to say none of us are professional critics. These are, these are just things we like um, and, and ex- things we dislike. We probably didn't bother to even watch those or see right. those or listen to them or anything yeah. like that. So pretty much. These are pretty, pretty much. much our favorites of 2017. And Russ is going to kick it off with talking about his favorite movies. Well, we we did just talk about Star Wars last time, so obviously I'm not going to talk about Star Wars again. <laughs> although it was it one of my make, favorite. It did make the list. It made the list. Oh but, wow! But I'm but I'm not even going to. Oh, but by the way, I saw say, it for the fourth time yesterday. Of course, nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I had a free ticket, so hey, and a day off, so what the heck? But I do have to start with a caveat that. Here are some movies I won't be talking about just because I didn't see them, and I'm kind of shocked that I didn't see them as I was going through the 2017 list. So, I won't be talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. So good. Thor, Ragnarok. Oh, so good. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, so good. I own all of these movies. Okay, good. <laughs> I haven't, uh, is Thor out yet? Get Out. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen Get Out. So these are all the ones I want yeah, to see right, still yeah, on yeah. video. Seen, so seen it, don't I'll be it. borrowing yours, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. Mother. Although no, you, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Mother. there's an exclamation point. It is mother. I want to see it just because of your review to see if yeah, I yeah. hate it. It is worth watching. So. And this out on video, right? I think. I mean, I, yeah, I think it, it must is. be. I think it is. I think it has to it be. It came yeah. out like yeah, six so. months ago. And, no one cares uh, if it's out on video because most people didn't like it. Yeah. And I was scrolling through movies in 2017 and I saw All the Money in the World, but I first read it as All the Monkey in the World. <laughs> Which Much would, more interesting. Which would be a good War for the Planet of the Apes uh, yeah. subtitle, I guess. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> All the monkeys in the world. That's great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's go down the uh, from the from the ones you've seen. These are your favorites. From the ones I've seen, these are my favorites, and I'll I'll start with my you know least favorite of my favorites. Or, <laughs> yeah. 
I have seven of them, so we'll, we'll count up from number seven. Okay, so. number seven. Number seven, I think, was Baby Driver. Oh, ah, yes. wow. I loved I loved the uh, the music. I loved the whole heist. You, you might know, be hearing about the music a little thing. bit. Later on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's great music. Great. Great soundtrack and just a fun movie. It was a it was a really fun movie. Um, lots of action and and you know cars sliding around mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and, good, and yeah. good practical and effects. Interesting story. So yeah. Uh, so top three for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's great. All right, number six would be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, good movie. Good superhero movie. Awesome. Highest uh, grossing movie cast. with a female director of all time. That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well-deserved. So, yep, well-deserved. Plus for the movie and Patty Jenkins. <laughs> yes. Right. And I've heard people talk about Black Panther as being, it's Wonder Woman, but even better. Ooh. Yeah, so, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard nothing but good things Comes about Comes out in Black two Panther. weeks. Yeah. yeah, so looking forward to that one. Um, all right, so number... That was six, right? Number five... Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Yes. Another good soundtrack. Yeah. Another good soundtrack. Yeah. Lots and lots of fun. Um, I remember Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, was like probably the most fun I had at the movies that yeah. summer, and yeah. Volume 2 is kind of yeah. the I same. Think, the opening I think, scene I, is I like, think Guardians <laughs> is my favorite opening scene of the year. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Although Baby Driver, also great. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Second favorite opening <laughs> scene of a movie this year. But I'm Mr. Blue Sky. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a long shot, too, right? Isn't it a long... Is it uninterrupted? Uh, in Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all CG. Right. So, so true. <laughs> it's easy to but, do. So, it's, it's a little bit cheating. But, <laughs> um... You know what? And Baby Driver also has a long take in the, very, in, the very, in the second scene. Yeah. Um, that is, I think, actually more of a long... Or it's at least cut together. Yeah. But well, let, let's take let's take a long long take rabbit trail for a okay. second. Always down. So <laughs> my, that's my favorite things in this. So I showed my son Nick um, uh, Children of Men the yes. other day because I'm like you have to see especially yeah. this one scene. Yeah, actually, two, two of the greatest long takes. Yeah, it's actually two great long takes. Yeah. And and I was I was reading later um, that actually they he cheated. You know, he stitched some stuff together digitally. Yeah, but I don't think that really matters because no, it doesn't. The purpose of the long take was to get you into the scene right. and, and feel like you're really there and all that stuff. Just which which one are you talking about? Is he both of them? They probably he probably oh, yeah, yeah. stitched together both of them. And most long takes in movies do that. Yeah. Um. As, and if I can't tell, like I mean, because then the, on the second or third watch, they're like, I'm like, okay, is that a cut? Is that right, a cut? right? Where's the cut? But um, but. You know, when you're first seeing it, you're not you're not even thinking, oh, this is a long take. You're thinking, oh, what's going to happen? What's going right. to happen? And 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 I think the tension just, I mean, the long take. Plus, like the one like in the in that. the car, the way they did that was just amazing. How if you right. like like the the <clears throat> making of that shot, yeah, like they had the top of the car cut out right. so they could get the camera inside yeah, and then so cool. bring it out and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so great movie. So fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, one of the best of that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Right, the, long, <laughs> the long take. I think, doesn't Dunkirk have some long, really long takes in it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, anyway. But, uh, speaking of Dunkirk, <laughs> hey, that's my number four. All right. <laughs> so, really, really love Dunkirk. Um, a guy in my office asked me the other day, or asked me and this other guy, said, have you seen Dunkirk? I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. He's like, I didn't like it. I just didn't, li- I didn't like the... Uh, how he went back and forth with time and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. For entertainment, if you go to like the Amazon.com and look at the um, the reviews under Dunkirk, like because it's out on video now, uh-huh. and if you go to like the negative ones first, it's pretty hilarious. How I mean, some people just they don't get it. They just don't get it, right? Right. And they're like, you know, there was hardly any dialogue in the movie. I'm like, so? <laughs> no. 
I mean, that's what was so brilliant about it. You, I yeah. thought it really heightened the tension, and, the, and like the music was so loud. I'm like, yes, that's heightening. It's like building this. He's building yeah, a story, he's describing with, all the things I love. He's like he's building a story without the use of dialogue right. and things like that. Exactly. The music and the I Which love is it. What I like to go to movies for. Right. I don't like to be have a have somebody spoon feed you. Yeah, spoon feed me and ex, expo er, exposition me. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and talk and tell you the entire story of what's happening and like no no show me show me I'm right. here to see so but uh, but Dunkirk yeah the the soundtrack especially the uh, I think did we talk about this how the the music um, has this rising scale and mm-hmm. it's like it can it it feels like it's continually rising yeah there's there's like a trick that I forget what it's called but how they have the chords mesh over each other and then okay and then it's it just really it feels like it, it just continually right. you know, rising score, so yes. yeah it's a fantastic score so great and, I, and I love the I love the whole the long <laughs> non-linear storytelling I did too it was really cool. yeah I like I like well I like non-linear movies anyway I like because they they have a great rewatchability because mm-hmm. once you know what's getting, what's happening it's like oh that's what was going on there and right. now it makes sense and yeah but it's, even even if you don't see Dunkirk more than once yeah. you can go as you see this, a scene unfold from a different perspective, you're like, oh, that's what that was, and that's yeah. really what was happening. Right. And it's up for one of the it is nominations for Best, best Picture of the so. Year. So. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the movie wouldn't work linearly. Like, right. It would just be, you'd all of a sudden, like, you know, in the third act of this movie, these planes would show up, and you're with these other characters. Right, Like, right. Wh- why would you want to see that? Yeah. Like, it would be really, that would be more jarring, I think, than, right. you know, trying to figure out the, the non-linear So, so speaking part. of... Christopher Nolan nonlinear movies. Have you ever watched the the in sequence version of Memento? No, because <laughs> it's really a bad movie. Probably. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a simple story. It's very conventional. Yeah. It's very conventional. It's like twenty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it, on on the Memento DVD, you can you can watch it in you know correct sequence. It's Interesting. Like, I do own that Blu-ray, and maybe I'll check. Yeah, it out. it's just like, all right, that's not just a great movie. movie. Yeah. But, <laughs> which is another thing with storytelling the way you tell a story makes matters and yeah. makes makes for an yep. interesting or not interesting movie so oh, that's cool anyway all right my number 3 is blade runner 2049 ah uh, yes mm. which i think i kind of like better than the original blade runner mm. i don't know I, I feel bad about that i just got that on blu-ray but i haven't watched it yet so i rewatched it i, I was going to say you saw it in theater, theater right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i thought Roger Deakins up for you know uh Oscar for best cinematography. So it was beautiful. Yeah, he's been nominated. Well he's, been nominated yeah. he's been nominated so many times. He's never won. Really? And they're thinking this might be the year he wins. Who knows? Yeah, I'm trying so, to think of a better movie with better cinematography that I saw this year. And yeah, maybe maybe Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk yeah. was beautiful. And but I don't remember what the other nominees are. Uh, Call by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post. The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. But just from what I saw, those... cinematography or no, uh, those are for best. Oh, oh, for best cinematography. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie for oh, yeah. best cinematography. I was oh like, yeah, I was see. like Lady Bird. I know that they've uh, they've made they've made a. Um, Do you have it in there? A history of the so there's the very first uh, female nominated for best cinematography um, for Mudbound, I think. Okay, I didn't um, see that. No, I haven't seen that. That's either. on Netflix. You could. No, it was it. I was, I was flipping through Netflix. I got Best night. Supporting Actress. This it. is the Entertainment Weekly Oscar um, kind of... We're trying to find... Just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Of course, oh, they don't even have it. Oh, here we go. So under the ballot section. Ah. Cinematography, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Okay. okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen three of those movies, and they're solid cinematography. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, but I think Mudbound is 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 kind of making history. Best, like I said, the the very first ever female cinematographer being yeah. nominated, and it would also be the very first female to beat Roger Deakin for an Oscar in cinematography. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. he, she can go on the other list of people that have beat Roger right. Deakin. Right. Hopefully, he wins. Hopefully, he wins. <laughs> I mean, there was. I mean, that that was the. I mean, that movie is beautiful. Oh it's, yeah, it's gorgeous and. So is it bad that I might like it better than the original? No. Because the original, you know, is what built the world right, and everything. Right, so I don't know, but I like them both equally. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Godfather and Godfather 2. <laughs> I will not make a choice. Yeah, like you don't have a favorite replicant. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so that was my number three. Number two is Shape of Water. Mm. So uh, really enjoyed the the cinematography, the, the whole... Um, well, the color palette. The cal- color palette. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. Just the, and, and the whole like you're definitely in the fifties or yep. or sixties, you 60s, know that yeah. era. So um, it just it felt like that that world was fully developed and everything. And even though some preacher thought that it was the end of the world because of the whole Levitical humans and non-humans having sex thing. Like, sorry, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's been that's been going on since Little Mermaid, so. right? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and it wasn't real. Also true. Also true. Yeah, <laughs> there aren't really fishmen um, that, that we know of. That we know that of. We know of. <laughs> yeah. So, but this movie brought back my uh, my love for Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Um, After he shattered it for what was that? For Crimson, uh, Crimson Peak. Peak. Crimson yeah. Peak. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I liked uh, uh, the, the robot movie. Um, Pacific, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. I love that movie. Yeah, I'm bummed he wasn't doing Pacific Rim too, but I'm still excited for it. Yeah. Oh, is he I'll, not doing it? No, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, no, he's not. Um, no. But yeah, John Boyega, like, sure, as whatever, so. Idris Elba's son, is like inspired yeah. casting. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, all right. And number one. And number one number is one. Logan. Uh, all right. I have not watched the uh, the, the the noir version. Yeah, Logan in black and white. Yeah, I haven't either, but. Uh, that's nominated for best, um, I think, best um, writing or something like that. Not a, not adapted. Sc- no, oh, yeah, okay. adapted screenplay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Probably adapted from Old Man Logan or or yeah, the other right. another series. Yep. Um, I know they used a couple of different comic series to. I think it's nominated for a couple of them. I don't know. I know it's not. That's, that's, that's I think that's maybe the the lone one it got the the bone for um, best adapted screenplay. But yeah. it's a really good screenplay. But we talked about this one before, but I still, I just, yeah. I love this film. It's, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it's a uh, best, best X-Men movie, even though it's not an X-Men movie, but. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's got X-Men in it. It's got X-Men in it. It's got so. like three. It does. Like that we had seen in other movies. Right. It's got three returning X-Men. Yeah. It's so. got a good villain. It's got, it's got a great, you know, love story between mm-hmm. Logan and his daughter. Yeah. And non-traditional love story. Non-traditional, yeah. yeah. So, and, and Logan and Professor X, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's just. Yeah, nice little bromance going on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, it's kind of like he's taking care of his father, you know. So yeah. So overall, great movie. Um, very R-rated though. So <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. very brutal. Which is, it's about time that Wolverine actually has an R-rated movie because he's a very violent character. Yeah, he's got giant claws coming out of his <laughs> face. 
<laughs> and he likes to stab people in the head. Yes, they yeah. would be cutting people's arms off and stuff like that, which they don't show in the X-Men. Yeah, now I want to watch Logan. I can see Logan like on the, that shelf right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to watch it again. Right? We can watch Wonder Woman. We can watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We can watch War of the Planet Ace. We can watch Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> We can watch Logan. Yeah, we can we can see them all. So Tim's got them all on the shelf right there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's... Russ is just cheating. He's just reading... I'm just like, reading the Tim's, <laughs> Tim's Blu-ray shelf. <laughs> so that's it. Those are my favorite films from 2017, and I wish I had seen more. But, uh, yeah. Do you need to add, like, what you saw that were... Uh, I, I wouldn't... I don't think I have anything to add on top of that other than, you know, stuff I mentioned that was on that li- oh, yeah. list of movies so, you hadn't seen. I think top right. three for me are uh, Spider-Man... Uh, Baby Driver and Star Wars, okay. um, yeah, which yeah. we've we've <clears throat> talked about all, all on the show. Right. Um, but yeah, those I love all those movies and equally. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think Star Wars is up for some um, visual effects, um, sound mixing, sound editing. Um, so you know those those kind of um, those technical awards. Yeah. And a lot of them are like you know Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Star Wars, War for the Planet of the Apes, they're all kind of in that. And sound mixing, Baby Driver's up, and um, and sound editing. Uh, so I, I think really hope Baby Driver wins sound mixing, because that is... That yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the way they he edited it, with, and the film editing also is up for <clears throat> film editing, because the yeah. way they... That thing is beautiful. All those those practical effects with the cars, you know, wasn't yeah. any kind of soundstage or anything. Those were real yeah. cars on real roads doing real stunts. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great movie. I need to watch that again too. Yep. Um, yeah, favorite movies, Tim. Um, those. I mean, those are three. Star Wars. I mean, I love Star Wars. Like I said, I've seen it for the fourth time. Oh, I don't. I don't know if it's our podcast or another podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about how the clues of um, Luke being uh, not really there, a hologram, and the, what, I, I don't know if we said it or we said let's do a Star Wars podcast <laughs> someone said about him not touching anyone like he never touches anyone right. like no he does he kisses yeah, Leah kiss, yeah, he touches right. Leah yeah. he hold, when he puts the dice in her hand he holds yeah. her hand right. and then he kisses he never but then that's his sister and she might know already that he's not True. really there since they're both you know pretty, right. pretty linked as, as twins and, yeah. and both force you know users and stuff like that but he does he does touch he never touches Kylo Ren though right. Kylo Ren never, never touches him right. at all so Yep. And, and Kylo Ren's just, you know, <coughs> pure anger and, and emotion. And <laughs> right. So Luke's like, well, that's, he's calm. <laughs> exactly. Which, and he did what he was supposed to do. He, he got them, you know, a nice distraction. So right. they could But enough Star Wars talk. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> all right. So those are our favorites hmm. in movies. Um, if you have some favorites that you saw that we didn't get to or talk about, if you want to leave your comments, you can always do that on our Facebook page or on our website or... Any of that stuff, we would love to hear what you guys thought of your favorite movies also. So we're going to go on now onto our favorite TV shows of the year. 
Right. <clears throat> and yeah, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'll I'll just mention a couple shows that are great that were this year, but we've already talked about right. and don't need to talk about like the leftovers, Legion, uh, Master. No, we talked about other you know mm-hmm. years, Twin Peaks. Um, yep. I, I talked about the magicians at one point on the yep. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is even way better now. Oh, okay. um, it okay. is super third fun. Season? Uh, the third season just started. Okay. Uh, 2017 had the second season, which includes like magical bank heists oh, okay. um, and great uh, Les Miserables sing-alongs. So, <laughs> like, the show has gone sure. completely off the rails and is bonkers, and I love everything about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great show. Um, I wanted to talk real briefly about another show that we did talk about, but in a much different context, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which I, at one point, talked about how much I hated. Right. I love this show now. (laughs) It is easily the most improved show I've seen in a while. Um, They have just given up everything that was, like, frustrating and boring and, like, you know, written off some characters, and the show is completely bonkers. They're just having fun time-traveling around. Yeah. So remind me, crazy adventures. what universe is this in? Uh, it's DC Universe. Okay, um, CW. It's the DCW universe, yeah. um, or the Berlantiverse, or... Okay. I, I like to call it the DCW-verse, because yeah. it works out well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people say the Berlantiverse, because that also oh, includes... Because right. he does um, all of them, right? Yeah, and which also would have included, like, Supergirl when it was on CBS. Right, okay. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he's the executive producer on all of those shows. Um, or some people say the Arrowverse, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Legend of Tomorrow is just crazy fun. Um, I just, I love it. I, it's one of my favorite shows on TV now. <laughs> and for a show, like, I almost didn't finish the first season of. And actually, the only reason and I, I did... And I did not finish the first season yeah, of. because it's not good. It's <laughs> real, I started, real bad. I started rewatching it again. I haven't gotten through season two yet, but I just started picking up on season three. Because yeah. I think it's a show you can, like... Hey, you can figure out what's going on pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, you could quickly. just. I think you could honestly just watch the finale of season. None of that season one stuff comes back right. important for season two. Just watch the finale of season one and start with season two, yeah. and <laughs> you're good to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of that. They just drop everything that was bad about the show. They're mm-hmm. just time traveling and having fun right. and going crazy. Like, there's an episode about you know George Lucas almost not making Star Wars. <laughs> like someone goes back and you know. Like and then if if they don't like Star Wars, the heroes are going to start to disappear because Star Wars is what got them into science um, and all that stuff and made them you know pursue all of the things they love. So yeah, like it, it's just it's just a fun show. Yeah, um, I love everything about it. Um, I don't remember if we talked about Big Little Lies on the on the show. I don't think we did either. I don't think we did. I saw that. Um, that was yeah, good. it was a HBO mini. Well, I, I guess it was miniseries, but they're they're doing a season two, so I guess it's yeah. just a series now. Um, but that it. That's a great. Who's in this? Uh, Nicole Kidman, okay, yeah, uh, Shailene Reese Woodley, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Vice um, Admiral Haldo. Yeah, Laura Dern. Right, yeah, yeah. Carlos, um, Carlos watching a couple or has started watching it. Yeah, so it is just like an acting. It takes place in Monterey, so yeah. it's fun to watch it because you know it's like I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an acting powerhouse right of, you know really well written it's an interesting uh mystery that's going on and it's there's it's some based on a book so yeah which i i, I mean i was kind of wish they would i guess season because the book's over they did they finished the book in season one yeah so they're just doing new stories with these characters i guess yeah and they're great characters but i think they got the um, i think they got the uh, blessing of the author to just cool. go for it make more yeah make i more mean stories yeah the, the, the characters are real interesting mm-hmm. um i'll definitely watch a season two i'm you know, a little bit wary anytime, you know, something that was meant to be something self-contained like that right, yeah, gets yeah. continued. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, uh, it's it's so great. Like, Nicole Kidman especially is mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. in that show. Um, I think it won a bunch of awards also. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Oh, wanted to briefly talk about the uh, fourth season of Black Mirror, mm. um, because I think that came out on December 29th or something, so it counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially, like, the, the first episode, like, USS uh, I've seen that at least. I've which watched is, that. hands down, like, instantly one of my, like, within ten minutes, uh, one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Um, Tim C., did you see any of... I haven't seen any um, of... of- Season, I've always seen season one, so yeah, it's um, so they do some Star Trek, Star Trek riffs. Oh yeah, um, super, brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's so brilliant. brilliant. Um, the guy's so creepy too. Yeah, two other favorites from this the season for me were uh, Hang the DJ, and which I think is episode four, and Black Museum, which was like the the finale. Okay, is there six episodes? Yeah, six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Black Museum is uh, you know, sort of. Sort of a little, little darker, a um, little bit uh, more of like an anthology, kind of like White Christmas. Um, Hang the DJ was a little bit, you know, <clears throat> just a, like a really interesting look at um, like future dating almost. Mm. Um, this really interesting world. Um, highly, highly right. Black Mirror is so great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I saw all of season three. I've seen a little bit of season one. And then got, but it was it season one is three episodes, season two is three episodes? Yep. And then there's a Christmas special for White yeah. Christmas. So I think all in all, there's... It's all on Netflix. It's, yeah, it's really yeah, easy to catch up. And like I said, I because Shannon just started watching some of the episodes, I'm like, you can pick and choose what episodes because they're not, yeah. they're not related at all. Although, watch Black Museum last. Okay. Um, all right. Like, it's not really... Maybe not related, but it has, like, some Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you've seen the other stuff. Okay. So that's kind of, it's kind of nice. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so... Or, you know, it may be, like, hints at a connected world, or just, uh-huh. like, sort of, like, in a, like, a, a winky way. Uh-huh. Um, so is it, do I need to watch that? I know you see every single episode of Black Mirror before no. you see that, or just the season uh, Just four? The, that season. Okay. I don't, like, yeah. And, okay. and again, you, like, you won't... Not that I don't want to see all yeah. of episodes yeah. of Black Yeah, and again, Mirror. you wouldn't lose much, but, like, it's, it's, you'd miss out on Easter eggs, mostly. Uh-huh. It's not like okay. you won't understand the right. episode. okay. Like, I think you could watch that episode first, mm-hmm. um, and you would enjoy it almost as much, but the, and then as you're watching the season, you're like, oh, that's a fun little, that thing they ha- that happened was a... Oh, okay. But it's it's definitely not a sequel to uh-huh. anything. Um, yeah, uh, great show. Um, oh, uh, um, Great News also came out. Uh-huh. I started watching last year. Um, comedy by, like, Tina Fey, yep. or executive producing, yeah. and, like, Tracy Wigfield, and... It's, you know, 30 Rock-esque, um, but in a news setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is. I think I started I, watching. I didn't see much. I, think I saw a few episodes of season one, but I think I just watched, started watching season two. Yeah. Season Once again, it's a show that, it's not that complicated. You, 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 yeah. You, know, you might have missed some jokes in, for season one, but it's... Yeah, and it's also <laughs> fast-paced. So when you rewatch, oh, yeah. like, you know, you'll get more jokes. Um, season two just ended. Um, yep. I'm hoping they make a season three. Um, I think there's, like, you know, all of... 26 episodes or something right now of the, the entire show. Great. Um, it's just it's just delightful. It it, it runs uh, the same night as The Good Place, which is season two of that was great. Yeah. Although I haven't I haven't watched the finale yet. Um, oh, so I'm so gonna good. yeah I'm gonna hopefully catch that today. Yeah, speaking of um so speaking of The Good Place, so Debbie uh, we we just like burned through season one. It's only 13 episodes and it's all on Netflix. So we just burned through that. And so she's like totally hooked. And she's like, "Where well, I can see season two? I'm like, "Well, you can watch it on demand." It, it's so funny because like we have Fios on demand and they most episodes are free except for three random episodes they charge you with a dollar ninety nine each. <laughs> it's so it's so like oh man, but yeah, I think you can watch it all on the NBC app. Mm. Um, so, but she's like I gotta see. I'm like it, 
season two was, was really good at that. <laughs> um, and then the finale is brilliant. Once again, brilliant. Yeah, uh, another Netflix show that I really dug, I actually just finished watching, um, is uh, End of the F Star Star Starring World. Um, <laughs> well, I was wondering yeah, that, because we saw that. It's got some asterisks in there, maybe it's a typo. Yeah, End, of, End of the Thing World? <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, that is a, it's a dark comedy um, that... Uh, there's like eight episodes. I, I don't remember if it came out. I know that it aired somewhere before Netflix uh-huh. in 2017. Okay. I don't remember exactly when it came out on Netflix. I started watching it towards the beginning of the year. Um, so maybe it came out on Netflix in 2018 or the very end of 2017. But it, it aired before that, so it counts as a 2017 show. Oh, sure. um, and I'm not going to talk about it later on anyway. So <laughs> okay. um, Yeah, it's a really funny, really dark comedy. Okay. <laughs> Um, is it about the end of the world? Or? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not at all. I, I kept expecting that. Like, the first couple of like, uh, but I think it's more the end of these two characters. Like, it follows, like, these two, like, you know, young high schoolers uh-huh. um, that are just in really bad life situations, one of whom uh, starts off the show saying, I'm a psychopath, I want to kill someone. Like, and, like, the first episode is, like, this girl sort of befriending him, and him deciding, I want to murder that girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a little dark. Yeah, it's real dark. Uh, it's really good. Um, so it's sort of the end of their world, I yeah. guess. Um, I think they're hopefully making a season two. Um, it's just eight, like, 22-minute episodes on Netflix. Um, is Santa Clarita Diet coming back? I'm talking about Netflix. Is that coming back? Yes, I... Because... I know we is. talked about that before. That, yeah. I just watched that all. It was, that's hilarious. That's yeah. dark also. Yeah, that's another dark... Yeah, end of the, end of the thing world is way darker. <laughs> okay. Um, way darker. Okay. <laughs> but Santa Clarita Dark Diet is pretty dark. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's more that uh, Santa Clarita Diet is more heightened, uh-huh. so the situations feel less dark because yeah. it's more fantastical. Yeah. Um, and... This one feels pretty real. Though, it's huh? more grounded. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's still, like, a little bit of a heightened world, uh-huh. but, like, th- these are two, you know, rough characters d- in fantastical situations in a more grounded world, so okay. it feels darker than something like Santa Clarita Diet, mm. where you're just like, well, obviously this is not real. Okay. Um, and this is, mm-hmm. oh, this is our world with some, you know, fantastical elements thrown mm-hmm. in. Um, so really funny if you like dark, dark humor. <laughs> um, and the last show I want to talk about is a show that I've, uh, it's, you know, not new, but I have finally got around to finishing it and it had a great season four, which came out in 2017, uh, which is, uh, Bojack Horseman, okay. um, which I've just been meaning to watch for a while and I've just slowly got through and I finally just, you know, hit it. And it is an amazing show. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Um, yeah, it's a cartoon on okay. Netflix. Uh, also very dark. Yeah. Um, also a very uh, heightened world because it has a lot of talking animals. It does. Um, that just kind of interact. But like all of the, isn't it all talking animals? Or? I think all animals talk. It's not. Oh, the, the world has animals? a lot of humans. Okay. Um, I've I've seen a couple episodes of like season one. That was a while ago. Yeah, and there's no comment made on the fact that these are talking animals. Nope. Like that is just the world. Just like, the way it is. Yeah. yeah just. Horses can talk, and the the main Cats character, and... yeah, yeah, the main character is played by Will Arnett. Bojack Horseman is a you know Bob Saget, like you know had like basically had Full House as a show, and this is like 15 years after the show ends and his spiral into depression um, <laughs> and whatnot, and it is like it is amazing. Um, season four was really great, and the, um, and the voice talent is just oh, unbelievable. Yeah, and the, yeah. So uh, the show stars Will Ar- Will Arnett, 
uh, Paul F. Tompkins playing Mr. Peanut Butter, uh, a dog who also had another, he had the show Mr. Peanut Butter's House. Bojack had horsing around. Um, uh, his uh, agent is played by Amy Sedaris. Um, Princess Caroline yeah. is a cat. Um, and uh, and then uh, Allison Brie uh, plays a human uh, who is dating Mr. Peanut Butter, the dog. Uh, <laughs> Because that's just a normal thing in the in the world of, of the show, uh, and uh, she plays uh, Diane Wynn, um, who's a writer trying to write uh, help BoJack Horseman write his memoirs in the first season. Is how you know yeah. they all meet. Um, it yeah they'll, they'll like throw in random uh, like really great random guest stars. I think my favorite episode of season four, I think it's uh, had uh, Kristen Bell as a guest star. Um, okay in the future <laughs> like it was a whole wonderful thing um it is a great show it is really sad it's kind of a comedy but not I really mean, a comedy the premise is amusing yeah um yeah a lot of really funny stuff happens but it is a like very sad and dark show mm-hmm. i mean i mean it's a comedy about depression basically and uh has one of the best uh theme songs or just like the or not even th- like the the theme the the uh, to opening credits okay. um, is amazing because it's just you know you know Bojack is like you know this depressed like you know <laughs> former star and it's just like him going through like being surrounded by people but very alone like mm-hmm. in the context of the the opening credits um, and it slightly changes like throughout the season like just you know it'll show like <laughs> him waking up in his house like in different places and like <clears throat> depending on like what's going on on the show. Uh, you know, uh, different people might be in the house or it might, you know, oh, that thing, like, oh, his window broke in one episode, so there's tape on his window. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Aaron Paul also, uh, is, uh, stars in the show and is phenomenal as, uh, Bojack's human, like, house guest Todd, who just, like, lives on his couch. Um, he's really great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the show will just, like, have, gags that any other show would just sort of like, you know, be a, like a one-and-done joke, mm-hmm. like go through the entire series. Uh, in the first season, uh, Bojack steals the D from the Hollywood sign. Um, <laughs> so this is Hollywood? Yeah. So the rest of the series, it's Hollywood. Like, anytime Hollywood is mentioned, it is Hollywood. They don't replace the sign. And they just change the name of the town. <laughs> And it's great. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, just great great stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, it has, uh, like, you know, one of my other favorite running gags is anytime they show, because it's a show about, you know, Hollywood. So, like, anytime they show, like, you know, uh, like an Access Hollywood type show, like, mm-hmm. to report on stuff, like, the story is, is he's just named Orion Seacrest type. Um, <laughs> like, hi, I'm Orion Seacrest type. <laughs> and just, just stuff like that. Um, it's a really smart show. <laughs> And really funny. So is it like a commentary or critique on like the Hollywood lifestyle also kind of thing? Yeah, it's definitely part of that. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of that in there. Um, but I think a lot of it is just, you know, this guy's battle with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, with When they manage not say that too explicitly and not yeah. be too heavy-handed with it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, like no matter what happens, it's not never going to be good, good enough for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to, you know, the way, the way he interacts with people is... Uh, you know, the way he pushes certain people away because he's, you know, afraid of being close to people mm-hmm. and whatnot is, like, it's, it's a very real show a lot of the time, which is crazy because it's a cartoon about right. a horse, talking a talking, talking horse. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um, <laughs> highly recommend BoJack Horseman, and I believe that is it for me. What, what about you guys? For um, I'll probably talk about it after it finishes its series uh, season. But I want to show like a new show that I really loved, and probably one of my favorite new shows is called Kevin Probably. Kevin probably saves the world. Yeah. I don't know if you've catch I've that seen at the all. first two episodes, and <clears throat> I want to watch more. I realize yeah. it's a show that Amy might really like, so I'm gonna like. Yeah. Probably watch it with her. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about it. But the, I mean, the draw for me is Jason Ritter as yeah. as Kevin, and he's just hilarious. And you know, it's it's like a what do you call it? Psycho spiritual kind of a world where he's one of these righteous souls that he's got to like try to find all these other righteous souls and um, are the world we're in or something. Like, I don't know. You know, kind of that premise. Yeah. Um, and then he's got, like, a guardian angel who only he can see. And, sassy um, guardian angel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's just, Jason Ritter is just... He's I mean, really great. He's, he's, he's a, it's a delight, and he's hilarious. And, and the supporting cast is just really good. So I've kind of, like, really fallen in love with that show. And it's, like, probably the show that I anticipate the most when, nice. it, when someone shows up on my DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, The Good Place Season 2 uh, was hilarious and... Just took it to an, another level. I mean, season one was brilliant, but then, like, what are they gonna do for season two? And they just, I think they knocked out of the park as far as yeah, of how, how they did it. Um, uh, and I think, I mean, I watched like Seal Team and and um, what's that other kind of one? That, um, uh, there's another one <laughs> that was an elite elite squad. Oh, like uh, I totally forgot. Is the that name the one it. with David Boreanaz or that's Seal Team? Okay. Oh, there's, there's, there's two. There's one with Anne Hetchy on it. That's okay. on Monday nights. Yeah, it's, uh, what's it called? I, don't I don't even think I knew about this Good show. Fight or something like that. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Uh, Carla I think the Good it. Fight yeah. was the sequel to The Good Wife. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Something like that. But it's, you know, it's that, I'm for military, so it gets that, you know, that elite military itch yeah. out of the way. And, and good characters, and they're both totally different. I mean, I think SEAL Team's probably a little bit more ground in reality because mm. those are actually still teams. I don't know if the Defense Intelligence Agency has an elite squad that they send out on they can't tell missions. You. <laughs> they really can't probably. <laughs> so those are two shows that I, I watch and I enjoy. Um, mm. But, you know. I don't I don't watch a whole lot of stuff regularly. So, um, of course, Stranger Things was my yeah. favorite thing last, but we already talked about yeah. that. So. Yeah, that was another show I love, but we've talked about <laughs> yeah. Stranger Things ad nauseum. Right. We don't so, need to yeah. bring it back up. Yeah. Carla likes to watch all the Chicago shows. Oh, okay. oh Chicago PD, PD Chicago, Chicago Fire. Fire. So I'll catch those like, Man. occasionally and like, yep, okay, somebody's about to die at the end of this one. Okay, we'll just have to wait till next time and see <laughs> if they really died or not. Very, very procedural, right? Yeah, very procedural. So it's good brainless TV to watch. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I like, like, as far as like... <clears throat> Bonkers TV shows, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just kind of bonkers, yeah. and they can do whatever they want at this point Yeah, now. and I think, I don't know if we talked about too much about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last year, um, like, since season four, I think it's in season five now, since season four, they've just gone off the rails, right. and it's it's a blast. It's, it's great, it's great um, fun. Yeah, I'm along for the Yeah, ride. I was talking to a friend about it a couple weeks ago, it is, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now the highest <laughs> rated uh, Marvel show on Rotten Tomatoes. Which really? is crazy. Like, yeah, I think, like... I wonder how it's doing, because they stuck it on Friday nights. Yeah, like, probably not Yeah, um, but it's so good. I mean, I yeah. really love it. <clears throat> so, yeah, and I just mentioned that to a friend. He's like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really? It's like, it's like, I watched the first season, and it was not anything worth watching. Oh, I was like, oh, no, no. And then I just described what happens in season four and season five. I'm like, I need to watch that right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, the show is bonkers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, they're in space now. They're in space in the future. Exactly. Like, <laughs> 
Oh yeah, like, why not? Eight years in the future or something. Like yeah, that. why not? Yeah. Who cares? Let's fight some Kree <laughs> and some some giant cockroach bugs. Yeah, it went from being like just you know like a, a typical monster of the week. Hey, let's go right. capture this thing with powers. To hey, we're gonna go fight aliens uh-huh. eighty years in the future in outer space <laughs> because yep. the Earth's been destroyed. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's great. Uh, yeah, so that's like another show that I, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> this guy has I think consistently gotten better. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, one of the shows where I'm on, was it season five or something like that, season six or whatever. I don't even know what season it's on. I think it's on season five. But you know these these characters, you love them and yeah, they're really good together. And they're yeah, there's some returning characters in season four that I'd love to see again, yeah. like. You know, people that have died that were able to come back because of what was going on in season four. And I was just, like, so happy. Yeah. Season, like, characters that I didn't even like at the start of the show. Like, my least favorite, like, actually my least favorite character of the show came back in season four. Loved everything. Exactly. Loved everything about yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want him to leave. Yeah. So, that's another show that I've really enjoyed. And it's got, because it's gotten better. So. Yeah. And it had a good season. Yeah. I think it's still going on, too, right? Uh, yeah, it's about to go on like a, f- a four week break, I think, for yeah. the Olympics because yeah. they don't. I think a lot of shows are doing that. I was wondering, like, all these shows are like in returning in late February. I'm like, when is yeah. going on? Oh yeah, yeah, the Olympics. The Olympics, <laughs> which start? Yeah, everyone's gonna watch NBC for two weeks. Yep, starts soon, right? Yeah, yeah. February. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we'll get this podcast out before then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you listen to it in March, tell us how the Olympics were. <laughs> uh, my computer's fixed. Hopefully, this won't take me as long to edit as I did last time. It was it was brutal the editing process because my computer was, was so slow. It's so slow. It took me like every time a little edit I do, it takes me like half an hour to like reboot and stuff like that. It's like wow. enough of this, but it's working really well now. So yay for that. Um, all right, so we'll take a little bit of break. I mean, I'll be playing music uh, throughout this episode of some of my fa- my favorites of 2017, and we'll be back, and I'll talk about all of my list. So, um, some of my list are bands and, and albums I've talked about before. So, uh, some of these I'm just going to, like, you know, kind of go over pretty quickly and, and highlight a few of my, my few of the ones I had not talked about. So, obviously, U2, um, new album is, like, near the top of my list as far as kind of great <laughs> albums. Um, of all time. Of all, not, <laughs> not of all time, but it's, it's a really good album. And if you, I mean, I like, really like Songs of Innocence. I think this one takes it us to another level. Um, I've talked about, um, like I said, the, the Baby Driver soundtrack. I've talked. I think I talked about when I talked about my like for the movie Baby Driver. But it's one of them. It's brilliant. I mean, thirty songs. It's jam packed. It's it's so eclectic. Also, yeah, and all different kinds of musical yeah. styles, um, and and old and new. And it's just it's just really really good. Um, so if you haven't gotten that, I would suggest um, getting the Baby Driver soundtrack. Um, I talked about you know Arcade Fire, their new album. Everything now is really good. Um, we've talked about um, the Lone Bellow. I think I mentioned them when you saw them in concert. But their yeah. third mm-hmm. album, Walking to a Storm, <clears throat> really good. Yeah, that concert is my favorite musical experience of, yeah, a lot of the so year. Good. <laughs> so good. Um, actually, probably the last five years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I mentioned um, like Colony House. Their 
second album, I think. Only the Lonely. It came out like really early in 2017. Yeah. January. Um, yeah, January. Um, really, really good album. So I, I played music from um, from that album before. Um, I've talked about. Uh, I think I've talked about like Coin and Arizona. I saw them this in the, early in the year. Um, together in concert, um, Coin's second album, How Will You Know If You've Never Tried, came out. It's really good. And then Arizona, um, the band, not the state. They're from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They're not from Arizona. <laughs> uh, their de- debut album, Gallery, is, is, is really good. And I enjoyed that. And I played the crap out of that album also. Yeah, everyone just throw like Arizona State Quarters at the stage exactly, the whole show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. They're New Jersey. It's like it's really far from Arizona, but I don't know. And it's, it's, it's just like it's, tea. It's very stylized. It's all in caps. <laughs> it's all in caps, and there's like space between each letter. It's, it's really confusing. Um, Good SEO. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like some of the albums that um, I really want to talk about, um, some of the favorites, like um, The War on Drugs. I don't know if you've heard of this band before, um, but their new album is called A Deeper Understanding came out. Um and it is it, it won actually won a Grammy award for like the best rock album of, of 2017. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know much about this band. I, I've listened to their, a lot of their albums. I think this is their, their third album. But if you like like guitar music, I mean, the guitar is, is just so good on this album. Um, one one of their songs, the, like the first song I heard, is called "Thinking of a Place." It's 11 minutes long, um, and it's, it's such a good song. It's just it's like really good music just to like to drive to or mm-hmm. like if you're doing stuff mm-hmm. just like to chill out to it's really good like good could chill guitar music really good um and it's, it's really long too it's like over an hour long this album was only got 11 10 songs on it but it's over an hour long so really good i mean it's it's, it's appeared on a lot of people's like best of 2017 and and i usually don't sometimes agree with a lot of those because i mean there's a lot of people in the world saying the favorite albums and right. a lot of stuff, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was on, the, I was on board early for this album, and I've been listening to that ever since it, it came out. Like I said, their their single dropped. It came out in August, but I think the single dropped in the summertime. This 11 minute song, um, and uh, and actually, I got the, I got the, they released that like on a on vinyl where it's so so long, it's like. It's almost like two songs in one, so like one part is on side A and one part is on side two. But yeah, Warren Drugs. If you haven't if you haven't heard of him before, get the new album, the uh, fourth studio album. That's what it is. Um, called a deeper understanding. Really, really good. Um, a couple of bands I've been listening to for a while. Um, Spoon is a, is a band, um, like an indie band. Uh, they started out like Merge Records, um, and I used to I used to subscribe to like this. It called eMusic. It was like a digital subscription service. It was all independent artists. Mm-hmm. They finally like it just started to keep evolving, and then they started doing major label. And then I don't think it exists anymore. It kind of they kind of ruined it for some reason. But actually, like really got a, a lot of like indie indie bands, and and Spoon was one of the ones I started hearing. I think it's like in two thousand five or something like that. Um, Britt Daniels, the lead singer. Um, if you ever saw like the 2006 movie Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell and Emma Thompson mm-hmm. and Dustin Hoffman, where he's like living the life of this of this author who's is, um, uh, yeah, telling the story with this real, yeah. Will Ferrell's this real character, really I think a really quirky, funny movie that I really love. Um, Britt Daniel did like the soundtrack for that and the music and a lot of Spoon songs. And if you haven't never heard of Spoon, you've probably heard Spoon if you watch television. So like <laughs> Chuck. They're all over the Chuck uh-huh. um, seasons, Scrubs, and in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. they show up um, these songs. 
um, you know, most independent, like, you know, alternative independent bands, guitar, bass, bass drums, but just, they got a, a, their own, like, really distinct sound, and Britt Daniel has a very distinct voice. I'll play some of his, his this music on here, but Hot Thoughts is, is their album that came out in April. Uh, really good. It's like their ninth album. Um, so they've been around for a mm-hmm. while, and they consistently put out really good music. This is their first one, I think, in, like, four or five years, though. Um... Yeah, that's so. That was really good. Um, Foo Fighters. I mean, Concrete and Gold. Have, have mm-hmm. you heard the new album? Oh yeah, so good. Um, so you know, if you, if you're a Foo Fighters fans, you know, like so, um, Dave Grohl, you know, broke his leg and um, you know performed on this this <laughs> cr- this throne that he like designed <laughs> under a you know a, a pain uh, painkiller induced state. He's yeah. like, I want to perform on this giant stage with like a Dave Grohl's just and, the man. Yes. <laughs> So he he's in the hospital. He designed this thing, and people said, "Okay, we'll make it." And he's like, "What? <laughs> I did that." So so he performed, you know, on the on the stage, and um, you know, he because he was in the cast, mm-hmm. he broke his leg jumping off stage, and he finished the concert as this guy, you know, was working on his leg. He's like, "I'm not <laughs> stopping." So incredible. Foo Fighters are an incredible rock band. Probably the best, I would say, one of the best like alternative our rock and roll bands mm-hmm. out there. These guys, yeah. are really good, hands down. But the new album, Concrete and Gold, came out. So, like, coming from this broken leg, he, he was like, we're going to take this hiatus, you know, we're going to figure it out. He was having a lot of, you know, problems as a result of his injury mm-hmm. with, like, physical therapy. And it's like, but then he, like, wrote the song Run, which I I know was nominated for Best Rock Song. I don't know if it won. But then that, like, kind of, like, got his creative juices flowing. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't, we're not going to take a hiatus. Let's make a new album. <laughs> um, and and so I was reading it, you know, they... they um, they recorded a lot of this um, at this the studio called East West Studios, and um, they just like there are so many people you know, coming in and out of the studio that like they the Foo Fighters made this into like a party. So they have a lot of like guest stars um, that show up that you probably wouldn't expect on a Foo Fighters album just because they were there in the studio uh-huh. and they're like um, so. Come on in. Uh, Sean Stockman from Boys to Men. Dave Grohl met him in the parking lot. It's like, hey, come sing on a sing on a song. <laughs> um, and then Justin Timberlake sings like backup vocals because he was there, and they're like, do it. And then um, so you got Allison Mo- Mosshart from The Kills, um, and uh, Inari George is like I think is a, like an R and B singer. Um, but the biggest one I think for me is like Paul McCartney, um, who played drums on this on the song called Sunday Rain. Because the drummer for Foo Fighters is singing on that, <laughs> so um, so uh, yeah, so Paul McCartney um, contributed drums to the track "Sunday Rain" after entering the studio and recording two drum tracks without even hearing the song first, basing his performance entirely on Grohl recreating the song acoustically for him on the spot. Wow! <laughs> so that's that's pretty good musicianship. We're like, well, I don't need to hear the song. I'm just going to play drums on it from what you from what you cool. Sing, sing a few bars. Oh, I can play drums right. on that. Which, you know, most people don't think of Paul McCartney as a drummer, although, you know, if you go back in Beatles history, he actually played drums on a couple songs, right. I think, on the White Album, when, when Ringo, Ringo Starr was... quit the band for some reason, <laughs> they were fighting for you know, two weeks then. or whatever. Yeah, for yeah. two weeks, and so, um, Paul McCartney's like, I'll play the drums yeah. on this, so, I mean, Paul McCartney's like a great musician, um, so he's like, yeah, I'll play the drums, so, yeah. Um, so, wow. yeah, really good, um, Concrete Gold, really good Foo Fighters albums. Um, I'll briefly mention like uh, Imagine Dragons. We've talked about Imagine. Yeah, I can't great. I believe we can't 
we talked about Imagine Dragons on this podcast before. We saw them in concert. It was yeah. a really, really good concert. Really good. So their third album, Evolve, which I think actually takes their sound in, in places that people weren't expecting for Imagine Dragons, but their band are like, let's not do the same thing every single album, so we'll evolve. And mm-hmm. hey, there you go. There's the title of the album. Um, Future Islands, they're actually just from right up the road, called, uh, and they're a Baltimore band. Um, they call them a, a synth pop band, but uh, I, I mean, they're pretty intense for synth pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they're, came out with their uh, fifth studio album called The Far Field. Um, but they're definitely our, our synthesizer-driven. Um, but the lead singer, I mean, this guy is intense. But he he doesn't look like a rock star. He looks just like a normal dude. He looks like a banker or a teacher. <laughs> or You know what I mean? He doesn't look like this rock star yeah. from this like really intense, like, you know, underground kind of like you know they play a lot of like clubs in baltimore and they get really intense with a lot of like you know, mm-hmm. you know body slam and stuff like that you know <laughs> so they're very intense and, and he sings really intense uh, i first came across the future islands um their last album which was called uh i'll i don't know um it's called something yeah it's called something. <laughs> it's a really weird trippy um cover um but there's the song called seasons um and I came across this some article on, on, on the internet and this guy linked to this performance on Dave Letterman that he did for the song Seasons Waiting on a Change or Waiting for a Change um, or Waiting on You or something like that. My brain is going, I'm, I'm almost 50, so you know. Um, <laughs> but I, so I watched the performance and I was like blown away from this band. Um, I'm like, I need, I need to like learn everything I can about this band. So, <laughs> you know, Apple Music can get the music and start listening to it, but really catchy. I mean, mm-hmm. like it is synthesizer driven, like drums and like a bass. There's like hardly any guitars in it, but the guy sings, you know, very distinctly and very intensely and, you know, growls and, you know, <laughs> not screams, but growls a lot uh-huh. sometimes in the songs, which is really cool. Cause you're not expecting, you're listening to that. It's like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so I like them. Future Islands. Um, and they're, they are a local band. Um, a band I've listened to a lot of times, Cold War Kids, put out a new album called L.A. Divine, where they're from an L.A., and they kind of look at the, kind of like the, let's look beyond the gloss of L.A. Mm-hmm. and kind of like get down to like the nitty-gritty of, of living. It's called L.A. Divine is, is the name of the album. Um, the Killers is, is, a, is a band there, another, um, you know, Imagine Dragons, they're from Las Vegas, and Killers is another Las Vegas band. Um, uh, they put a new album called Wonderful, Wonderful. That was really good. Um... And then I'll just go over a few of them. Um, the XX, they're like this moody British band, synthesizer-driven. Also, I saw them in concert this year. Bleachers, coming out of, if you like fun, are yeah. um, what, Steel Train? Yeah. Steel, yeah, Steel Train, Jack um, Antonoff. Antonoff from Steel Train. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fun. This is a second like solo album under the name Bleachers. Really good. Um, he did a song about like his... Like his sister dying, which is really intense. Mm. Uh, Everybody loses somebody is the name of the song, or everybody lost somebody is really intense. Um, um, Dan Auerbach from um, the Black Keys put out another solo album called "Waiting on a Song," which is really good because it's like ten songs, but it's the opposite of Warren Drugged, which is like ten songs in over an hour. This is like ten songs in barely over thirty minutes, <laughs> but just like quick, you know, guitar driven, like these. Almost like not pop songs, but like really short mm-hmm. to the point, you know. Like back in like the old days, like even the Beatles, you know, really short songs. You can do a lot more in two two minutes, three seconds than right. some of the bands can take five <laughs> minutes to do. He's a really good guitar player and a good singer. So if you like the Black Keys, I think you like Dan Auerbach. 
Um, Lanny, um, they're, they're, it's like L-A-N-Y, L, like Los Angeles, New York. Okay, like yeah. So, so the thing calls Lanny. I've heard about them. I mean, Relevant Magazine has been like hyping their music for a while and I kind of like jumped on that hype machine of, of them, but they're a really good band. Um, and then I started, um, getting, um, I, I joined this like record club called Magnolia Record Club where you get like a, uh, an album a month. Mm-hmm. On it's vinyl. all the soundtracks of Magnolia. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> every month they give you the soundtrack from that Magnolia again. Um, so Drew Holcomb, which of uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, oh, yeah. um, kind of curates this this list, and um, so he, you know he gets so he's released some of like special editions of his own albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like that Americana folk kind of like Lone Bella was one of sure. the albums of the month. Um, uh, but then um, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit came out with an album called The Nashville Sound, which is on a lot of people's um, best of, but a really good, just roots record, um, and really good. And then Chris Stapleton, who's like this country song. And I, people know me, I do not like country music, but his um, From a Room Volume 1 was one of the albums, but it like transcends, I think, country yeah. music. Um like he shows up on, on a, he sings on a Justin Timberlake song this year. So Chris Stapleton, um, he just he was on the Will Ferrell episode of Saturday Night Live singing. Oh, cool! I didn't um, catch any of that episode. So good, um, but it's, it's it's like I said, it transcends country into like Americana and blues and rock and a really good guitar player. He actually put out two albums this year: From a Room Volume One and From a Room Volume Two, um, and they're both like uh, a little over like. 35 minutes long, nine mm-hmm. songs. Um, so go both of them together, you know, you're a little over an hour. But like I said, I usually don't like country music, but I, I really enjoyed um, Chris Stapleton's two albums from Room Volume 1 and 2. Um, and I think I've talked about all of my like favorite music, but there was a lot of good music <laughs> in 2017. And um, yeah, uh, from start to finish, like a lot of good music. So I will play um, a bunch of this as much as I can. Um, music of music clips yeah. on this on We've this episode. We've talked for fifty minutes, but the, the hour the, the show's an hour and a half because <laughs> of all the music. <laughs> Just music. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys uh, had any other uh, music that you really liked this year that um, didn't get. To. Oh, let me real quick. This came out in 2017, but I didn't start listening to it until 2018, which is the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. I don't know oh, if you guys have. No. It won like the Tony Award. For um, like best musical or best play and and Ben Platt for like the best yeah I hear it's amazing so. really I mean I, I've heard some of like some of the the, the teens like um, I think even your daughter and uh, Emma were talking about like Dear Evan Hansen I'm like I knew about it because mm-hmm. Ben Platt he was he showed up on like Pitch Perfect <laughs> one and two and I've seen him before and uh, when we were in New York this uh, this past summer I saw I went right past the um, yeah. the theater where that was playing and um, but I, I didn't really know about it that much, and so I just like downloaded the soundtrack, and it is amazing. I mean, it is a really deep story about depression mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and mental illness. I mean, yeah. the lead character suffers from like social anxiety disorder, but the songs, I mean, it just blows me away. I just started listening to it, and it's just so good. But I, that's a 2017. But I just actually just just started, started listening to it yeah. in 2018. So, but whew, really, really good. So now you guys, any any favorites <laughs> that I didn't get to? Yeah, I think uh, out of this, like you know, uh, Lone Bellow, obviously, and Imagine Dragons, a couple others that you mentioned were great. Um, but I, at the moment, 
am mildly, and by mildly, I mean majorly, um, <laughs> obsessed with the Grey Havens. Okay. Um, ah. Yeah. I just they listened. showed up on Relevant, right? Didn't Relevant yeah, that was them? the first time I heard them. Was yeah. that live version of uh, Ghost of a King? Uh-huh. Immediately downloaded their live album. Immediately downloaded their album from before that, and I think that's most of what I've listened yeah. to the last two months. And it's um, kind of it, it's along the same vein as like the Lone Bellow and um, that kind of music. Yeah, right? similar. A lot of it's, harmonies, a lot of yeah, different different style um, yeah. than them. Like it's it's less you know like Lone Bellow borders on country. Yeah. Um, and the Great Heavens definitely don't. They, you know, occasionally bought bore closer to like a couple of songs are close to pop. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess just like one or two. Yeah. Um, I can't stop. Like, if I was still editing this podcast and doing the music, <laughs> all of the music, like for the Star Wars episode, it would have been Grey Havens. Like, every song would have been from the Grey Havens through 2018. So, you know, you're welcome, all of you that Tim edits this now. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't only have to listen to Grey Havens for 2018. Uh, I That's all I listen to at work, like eight hours a day. Like, okay. it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I can't get enough of the, um, their albums. I listened to it a couple times. Um, has it hasn't really... Sunk its hooks into me as much as you, but I, I yeah, enjoyed which, it. Did you listen to the first album or the second album? The, um, um, I, I, when I was over in like overseas in, in Israel, I, I, I was I think I listened to that episode, and so I, I downloaded a couple. Yeah. But um, that was like around the same time when like when uh, U2's new album came out. So ah. that kind of like for me is like <laughs> that eclipsed it. That eclipsed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember there was an, like an actual moment. I was like at work listening to it. I was like, oh, I've been listening to their second album for a while. Let me, let me put on the first album. And like, like about halfway through that album, I just like sat up a chair. I was like, oh, I'm not, I guess I'm not working. I'm just listening to this music right now. <laughs> I said Ghost um, of a King. Yeah, uh, download the one before from before that. Okay. Too. And there's um, a, you said there's a live album also? Yeah, there's a live version of, it's, it's, oh, it's a Ghost a of a King. Oh, it's a live Like version. all the way through. And then they add like four or five tracks from the first album. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I prefer both of those to Ghost of a King. Okay. Um, recorded. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely, and definitely check out the first album, because it's different songs, and, mm-hmm. and there's some really, like, the whole back half, it's one of the few albums where, like, the back half is, like, all I want uh-huh. to listen to. Like, the first half is good, Yeah. back half, amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's just, like, just starts with, like, song four or five, I think it's, like, ten or eleven songs, okay. and just listen to it on repeat. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, so I don't think about other music at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, a, I haven't talked about it, but like Paramore came out on new albums, which is really different from the other ones. That yeah, I really my favorite was this year. That's, yeah. that's a good, that's a good album. Yeah. I like that album. <laughs> yeah. Wildly different than any of your other stuff. Yeah. How about you? I know you've talked about, we're the, talking about Carrie Fire, uh, Robert, Robert Plant's, Plant's yeah. album. So I really like that one. Um, and I mean, 2017 is when I started listening to Hamilton soundtracks. So, uh, you know, <laughs> We're going Broadway, the, yeah, the, but still amazing. So right. So check out, I check out Darren Evan Hansen. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy the music and this and read this about the story because it's like yeah, it's, it's really good. Pretty heavy, pretty grounded, you know. Oh, well, my sister-in-law says it's, it's like one of the best Broadway experiences yeah. she's ever had. So I think it's still playing up there. I think so. It is. Yeah, I think it will yeah, be but I don't think Big Ben Platts. You think he's done? With yeah, I think he's done. So. I was reading about it, and it actually started in D.C. They, they actually started doing oh. previews in, in D.C., but that was 2015, and then, like, I think it got Broadway in 2017. So. Alrighty, well then, I think, um, like I said, dislikes, like I said, if I don't like the music, I don't listen to it, so... I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't really have I was super disappointed with Inhumans for TV shows. Like, that was a bummer. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I, I think I made it through, like, two episodes, maybe? Yeah, that's a that's a not good show. No. no but no, not no. really worth... Stinker. It's not worth talking about. No. <laughs> like, I, like, I think ABC, like, hasn't even, like, done the justice of... Like, they're just kind of trying to sweep it on the rug instead of officially canceling it. Yes. <laughs> like, no one wants to talk about that show because it just failed on basically every level. Yeah. So, all right. Well then, um, thank you for listening. Like I said, please, um, if you want to uh, chime in with your favorites of television or music or movies that we didn't get to, um, or any of your other favorites, books. Um, oh yeah, um, we, uh, Entertainment Weekly had their best of 2017 and their podcast list, we did not appear on it. What? Oh, well, I just so, like Entertainment yeah. Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Entertainment Weekly is on blast from the Pumping Iron Podcast. Come on, people. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, and then, like, you know, like a lot of those award shows, they end with the, you know, the in memoriam section. So we lost a lot of people, a lot of great actors from movies and television and music. Um, some of them were, like, um, yeah. older that, you know, okay. Right, you're expecting. Like Jerry Lewis was, like, 91. Yeah. So we, I mean, Jerry Lewis was a, was a classic, but you know, Roger Moore, he was in his eighties, and Mary Tyler Moore, um, yeah, Kevin Spacey, right? <laughs> his career died. Yeah, his career died. <laughs> his career died. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if that. I, I don't know. I wonder. It's a deeper subject, but I wonder what the 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 recovery is. If there is a recovery process from all of this, I don't know. I think it's too early now to tell. But yeah. yeah. But hopefully, I mean. He's got to be recovered because I mean Kevin Spacey is a really good actor and, and I've enjoyed a lot of things he's in. But so, be sad to see his talent kind of like have to disappear just because of yeah. But it's also sad to see garbage people get lots of money because that's right. We like the things that they do. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, like Don Rickles, he's a classic. Um, Glenn Campbell, he's a singer who died, but he, like he was eighties, but. Sad way for because it goes because he started getting like dementia and mm-hmm. and he stopped touring and singing because he just couldn't remember the words. Um, but there's a couple I think that like for me like Tom Petty was the one oh, that yeah. really hit me hard. He died. He was only 66 and he had, he died. Um, and then Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, from uh, I mean, geez, um, his, his suicide was just like you know yep. kind of like yeah. rock the world because yeah Chester Bennington too Chester me. Bennington yeah and it was almost like he was almost like imitating Chris Cornell I mean I know they were yeah. really cl- yeah. close but uh, I think they kind of went the same way right did they uh, I don't know the details yeah. I I just got sad and I I wasn't digging into right. that stuff <laughs> yeah if it wasn't released on the day of I right yeah wasn't but like Bill Paxton he was one of the oh, actors yeah. that he was yeah. in sixty one and you know and. I mean, he's been on television and movies, and he's one of those guys where, like, he made everything good that he was on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was, you know, like I said, 61. And then, like, a great director, Jonathan Demme, we, we were talking a little before we started recording about um, Silence of the Lambs. Lamb. So that was a really good movie, and, and Philadelphia was in the movie. He was only 73. Um, Stop Making Sense. It was a great yeah, yeah, documentary. The, the Talking Heads documentary, right. <laughs> um Married to the Mob, that was a pretty funny movie. Um, but he, he made a movie, but like classic, like Harry Dean Stanton. He's another guy where he's like showed up and uh, and made movies better. He so was like two alien actors died. Yeah. Bill Paxton and Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Mm. Um, alien aliens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and John yeah, Hurt the year before. <laughs> Who? Said in John Hurt the year before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, I hope Sigourney Weaver's not next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Sam Shepard, I mean, he playwright, actor. He, he died. He was he's in the seventies. I'm sorry, he was in the seventies. Chuck Berry, though, man, he was like he was ninety years old, and you know, but his music is like so much of like what he did he was groundbreaking so at the time, many, yeah. and influenced so many other people and other people. I mean. If you ever love playing the guitar, it's probably because of Chuck Berry, and you've heard some of Chuck Berry's songs, or, or Chuck <laughs> or Berry people, influenced. Yeah, them. people that love Chuck I Berry. Mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so, yeah, those are those are the people we lost this year. Um, it's kind of sad. You know, um, some of these people that, you know, you're just not going to see again. And, and uh, and you know, from t- going back from even from 2016, watching Carrie Fisher and Last Jedi, it's just always sad. You yeah. Know, um, seeing that. So. Uh-huh. All right, I think we'll wrap up, and uh, thank you for listening to the Pumping Irony podcast. Um, we'll probably return next time to a regularly scheduled show. That even makes sense? Yeah, you know. or if we're reviewing Star Wars, a Han Solo story, <laughs> or Han Solo Star Wars story, uh, we've done, we've horribly screwed up. <laughs> yes, that's the ground to make. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you won't be that long. Um, but, uh, so signing off, um, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening. Stop.